Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for listening in. My name is Rebecca Gauthier, and I have the absolute pleasure to be here with the keynote speaker of our upcoming Women's Wellness Conference, Dr. Judith Orloff. Dr. Judith Orloff is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Emotional Freedom, Liberate Yourself from Negative Emotions and Transform Your Life, and the international bestseller, Second Sight, an intuitive psychiatrist tells her extraordinary story and shows you how to tap your own inner wisdom. Her other books are Positive Energy and Intuitive Healing. Her work has been featured on the Today Show, CNN, The Oprah Magazine, and USA Today. Dr. Orloff synthesizes the pearls of traditional medicine with cutting-edge knowledge of intuition and energy medicine. An assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at UCLA, she passionately believes that the future of medicine involves integrating all this wisdom to achieve emotional freedom and total wellness. Visit www.drjudithorloff.com. Dr. Orloff, you take a unique approach to dealing with emotions that is different from traditional psychiatry where emotions are often medicated. In your book, Emotional Freedom, you present emotions as a form of energy and how to transform them in a beneficial way. How can women empower themselves in their emotional life by building healthy emotional habits? Well, one thing, they have to start developing their intuition and not just staying in their minds. I'm a psychiatrist, but I'm also an intuitive, and so I combine traditional science with intuition, spirituality, and energy medicine. From that perspective, I go into emotional freedom and teach everybody, as I'll be doing in the conference, um, how to tap into their emotions on an energetic level, but also see the spiritual meaning of their emotions that every emotion, every event we ever go through, uplifting or difficult, is meant to help us spiritually grow and can be dignified. And so in the conference and in the book, I talk about, you know, how can we go through our different emotions, fear, anger, resentment, how do we deal with these and transform them into something more positive, such as transforming fear with courage, transforming anger with compassion, transforming frustration with patience. How do we do that? And I also talk about the energy field around the body and how we can give off certain emotions, as do other people. So if you're what I call an intuitive empath, somebody who can pick up energy and absorb it into your own body, you may be getting exhausted from that. So we'll be talking about what strategies to use to protect your energy so you don't take on the stress of the world or of emotional vampires around you. Yeah, in your book, Emotional Freedom, you talk about how emotions have four crucial components. Could you mention what they are and why it's important to know about them? Yes, there's the neurobiology of emotions and that, for instance, serotonin is low in major depression. So we have a, a neurohormonal component to every emotional state that we go through. So it's important to learn how to identify this and transform stress because stress wears down our biochemistry. And then there's the spirituality of emotions, which is what I alluded to before, is that everything we ever go through has a spiritual meaning. And emotions are there to help us spiritually grow, if we can look at it that way. And then three, there's an energy or subtle energy to emotions, that each emotion has an energy. Joy has an energy. Compassion has a different energy. Fear has a different energy. And so we'll talk about how to transform the more difficult emotions into something more positive. 
And then there's the psychological element of emotions where you need to look at, you know, where some of them come from. You know, did you have an alcoholic, abusive father, and so therefore you're afraid of intimacy? Now, um, so you have to look at your, your patterns in order to clear them. But to heal totally and achieve emotional freedom, you have to do all of this. Um, and I practice the principles in the book. I'm always reading my own book to remind me. <laughs> yes, we all need reminders, basically. And so this is a practice in my life. This emotional practice that I write about in the book and also how to protect my own sensitivities so I can develop my intuition and my sensitivity and passion for the world, but also not be demolished by it. Yes, and, and you've already mentioned it. You, you talk a lot about time vampires and people who take away our energy. What, in your opinion, would be the equivalent of uh, a clove of garlic to ward off that type of individual and thus be able to protect ourselves and be able to be greater contributors in our world? Well, in Emotional Freedom, I talk about the different types of emotional vampires, such as the narcissist, the me, me, me person, or the controller or the victim, the poor me person, or the borderline personality, somebody who splits people into good and bad. So you need to identify which type you're dealing with and then develop the strategies to deal with it. For instance, if you're dealing with a victim who keeps you on the phone for you know, two hours complaining about their problems and you just came home after a long day's work, you want to be a good friend and listen to them, but at the same time you need to set boundaries. So setting boundaries is one of those clothes of, clothes of garlic. Uh, being able to say, you know, I love you, you're my friend, but I can only listen for a couple minutes if you don't want to get into solutions. If you want to just vent. But if you want to get into solutions, I'm there for you. But the tone of voice is another clove of garlic with energy vampires. You have to have a really firm, loving tone of voice and not blaming or snippy. Because if you have a, a snippy, blaming tone of voice, you'll never get any change because people will revert into being defensive. Now, or another clove of garlic for, let's say, the narcissist. This is somebody who can be charming and wonderful and smart and entertaining, but when you don't go along with their plan, they get cold and withholding and punishing. That's good to know. I, I don't suggest that women fall in love with this type, though they do all the time. And it takes um, a lot of time and energy to get out of these kinds of relationships. If you're involved with a narcissist on a romantic level, number one, don't be if you can avoid it because you'll never get any reciprocal love or support. But if you are, you have to learn how to set boundaries and, and lower your expectations because nar narcissists don't have empathy. So they can't feel what you're feeling, nor do they care. But if you're dealing, let's say, with a narcissistic boss and you don't want to leave your job, you just have to frame things in terms of um, how it will serve them. Now, so if you want to take a vacation at work, let's say, and your boss, you know, really doesn't care that you're tired or exhausted, that won't be a good reason. You can frame it in terms of it will benefit the business if we, if I take the vacation at this point. So it's tedious ego stroking. But those are a few tips to deal with a couple of different emotional vampires that I talk about in the book. That's great. How, how would you recommend helping women make the distinction uh, between when they're serving themselves or perhaps like enabling someone's behavior. Oftentimes women come to me asking, you know, some advice on this, how to not be enabling and set those boundaries, but also know what those boundaries are or should be. It's very important that women get clear about what they're willing and not willing to do. 
And so if you feel like your energy is being sucked dry, then you've given too much and you're enabling. Or if you feel uncomfortable with somebody going on and on, you have to listen to your intuition. Then you've done too much. But you have to, you know, know who you're dealing with. And enabling doesn't feel good in the body. It doesn't feel good in, in the soul. But helping somebody does. So you have to, you know, get used to what each feels like. I would try both, like enable on purpose and see how it feels. And then help somebody from a heart standpoint and see how that feels. So you can use that as a barometer in your own body. But enabling will exhaust you. So that's a, that's a key intuition to look for. And you'll want to avoid the person because you won't like interacting with them anymore. What, and that's what I really love about your book, Emotional Freedom. You make so many distinctions that pre- present so many aha moments, I think, for women. So we looked at the four crucial components. You also further dissect our emotions and so forth with typing. What would you say are the four emotional types? I go through four types in the book, and one is the intellectual, somebody who prefers being in their head. One is the empath, and that's my type, and that's somebody who's very sensitive to energy in the world and very intuitive but tends to take on the stress of the world in their own bodies. And then the gusher is somebody who is very in touch with their emotions, but they tend to overshare and can be drama queens, and they'll grab you in a supermarket and tell you their life story. And then the rock, somebody who's strong and steady and reliable but may tend to lack a little bit of passion. So in the book, I talk about how to identify each and how to make the most of each type and how to improve each type. So it's not that one is better than the other. We each have our basic temperaments. But what I'm suggesting is you may want to expand and incorporate the positives from the other temperaments into your own type, which is fun. What other tools would you say you offer your readers of emotional freedom that can help them help themselves? Well, the book is written in such a way that you don't have to read it in order, where if you're, you can go right to the emotion that you're dealing with. For instance, if you're dealing with depression, you can go to that chapter and learn how to transform depression with hope. Or if you're dealing with anger, you can go right to the anger chapter and use the tools there to transform anger with compassion. And just you have to enact them in your life. Or if you're dealing with frustration, um, you need to learn how to calm yourself down, which is a very basic tool, <laughs> learning how to breathe and calm down the stress response and develop patience. So even, you know, a, a quick three-minute meditation, which I have in the book, in the midst of a very busy, frenetic day, you can just stop for three minutes in the car. I have patients who do that where you just breathe and you center yourself and you get very quiet and you focus on something very positive or Tune into spirit if you're if you're connected to a spiritual source and replenish yourself, refuel, just for that short fifteen minutes, and then go about your day. And that will give you energy. You can refuel very quickly rather than running yourself down. What's one health practice you can't live without? That's it. The three minute meditation. <laughs> That's the one. As I was interviewed by a woman's magazine, they asked me that. And if I didn't have that, if I couldn't stop in my day and go inside and reconnect, I don't know what would happen. It wouldn't be good because I depend on that to go inside and replenish myself so that I can come from the best possible place. What women don't realize is that 
you know, with all the stuff they have to do each day, if they keep pushing themselves without a break, they're going to burn out. But if you have little breaks throughout the day to tune into something larger than the material world in your heart, most importantly, you'll have tons of energy, tons more than you would otherwise. But if you keep pushing yourself day after day, it'll just burn you out. Yes, we, we need to replenish ourselves. We have so much on our plate these days. That's okay, but you just have to learn the art of replenishment and going inside to refuel yourself. It's a warrior training. I mean, you can have a lot to do, but you have to learn how to balance yourself, too, and replenish. And, and I'm a big believer in retreats like your conference, mm-hmm. you know, being with other like-minded women. You know, or I, I give um, retreat weekend retreats. I give one up at Esalen and Big Sur every year in nature. Having retreats in nature is very powerful. So women need to learn how to replenish themselves and all get out of their normal environment and go and be with support of others, like in our conference. The whole reason we put it together, David Wolf, who's the host of the event, he does events all over the world, and he's been doing them for years. And based on the feedback that we've been getting at his other events, plus our main event, Longevity Now Conference, we hold up to two times a year, uh, women really ask, can we have a, an event just for us? <laughs> can we have a get-together where we can take a look at a lot of the issues that women are facing, support one another, and get the help we need in order to be able to serve not just ourselves but also society as a whole? So that's really why we've put together this conference, and we're just thrilled to have you be the keynote speaker because I think what you're really going to be able to get people to understand and tap into uh, is intuition, which is a big thing for women that I think maybe they're not utilizing as best they could. And you use it in your practice and also speak about it quite a bit in terms of how to achieve total wellness, which is what we're really trying to accomplish. So do you have any final thoughts on the use of intuition in terms of achieving total wellness and balance? Well, intuition is essential for that because it, intuition allows you to listen to your body. And part of what we'll be talking about is what to listen in the body, what to listen to in the body, and how that can help you. If you're not listening, then you're in your head, and the head is usually pushing and overachieving and not listening intuitively to what your natural rhythms are. So learning how to listen to the rhythms helps you be more productive. So that's that's what we'll be discussing amongst other things like energy vampires and how to deal with them. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to having you be a part of the conference. Again, as a reminder to all our listeners, this is the Women's Wellness Conference hosted by best-selling author David Wolf. That's Friday, February 10th through Sunday, February 12th. Dr. Orloff is our keynote speaker who will be speaking on Sunday later in the day at around 5 o'clock. So please make sure to reserve your seats because we're almost completely sold out so you can learn from one of the most extraordinary women and learn more about the tips included in many of her books, especially Emotional Freedom, Liberate Yourself from Negative Emotions and Transform Your Life. Dr. Orloff, thank you again for taking the time for a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Oh, you too.